You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A, 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 a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash and Paul Dotino. Down the sideline, into the end zone. From the offseason, through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. step. Now, I think it's time to transition and have the maybe the elephant in the room wide receiver conversation. Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton. Obviously, we've lost Colin Johnson out of this equation. Where's Kadarius Tony at? So let me let's dice this all up one by one here. Number one. Unless I'm crazy, I think that Brian Dable just maybe had an awkward answer to Jordan Renan in the media on Sunday about Kenny Galladay. And I know that Galladay necessarily hasn't been the best of performers this offseason, but salary alone, I can't imagine a world where he's actually gone off this football team, Paul. Can you? I totally agree with you. There's, I, I can't even begin to think about that possibility. The way the contract is worded and structured, he's locked into the Giants, and he needs to be wide receiver number one. Yeah. You know, Sean, I appreciate the fact that he has had a very inconsistent August. There is no question. I thought he had a pretty good spring during the offseason watching OTAs and the mini camps. And it looked like him and Daniel Jones, who worked together during the offseason a lot, remember right. Galladay, which is important. Four, well, Galladay played through four injuries last year and clearly clearly let that impact him. And then when the offense fell off a cliff, when um, uh, Glennon became the quarterback, it all went south. I kind of look at last year as a throwaway for Galladay. I know it's hard to say that because he was expected to be a star, but I look at it as a throwaway. I'm already forgetting about that. I gave him a clean slate when the new administration came in. He he stayed here during the offseason and worked with Daniel Jones, which I thought was very important. Yeah. He got healthy. He seemed very focused. Again, OTA's minicamp, good. Gets to camp. And all of a sudden, inconsistencies. In the preseason games, inconsistencies. Too many days that did not check the box, which, of course, raised a lot of questions. What's going to be this year? I'll tell you something, Sean. In my mind, I'm now in show-me phase on Kenny Galladay. He needs to be the guy who had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons with Detroit and is paid to be wide receiver number one. He's young enough. He's healthy again. Him and the quarterback are on the same page. There are reasons to believe he can be that guy. But so far in August, he has not shown to be that guy. And, Paul, for those looking for me and you to fight back and forth on certain guys here in episode one, they're going to be sadly mistaken because I'm with you on Kenny Galladay. I will tell you that – after the draft, obviously, first of all, I'm still very excited about Kadarius Tony. And one of my buddies brought up a good point. I think it's you can make the case that Kadarius Tony 
is one of these guys right now that might be in the NFL top five as far as could be, you know, one of the best 10 players in the NFL or a complete, you know, injury prone bust. But that being said, I was interested in him and Galladay and seeing that Galladay was doing everything with Daniel Jones this offseason, staying around. To me, that seemed like commitment. The only thing I, I will say is maybe he's a veteran that just felt like he was going through the motions. Maybe he shouldn't really be that way. But on the flip side, he's never been a guy for all those, you know, little clips that people have seen on Twitter. He's never been a big separation guy. He's been a contested catch guy. Right. And all, and all the slants he caught in the Jason Garrett offense. I'm sorry. Do we have eyeballs that look like a different kind of receiver that the Giants hadn't had in years? He looked like a true alpha. So I'm with you. I Look, I was very excited heading into camp. I am now extremely hesitant. But I am not ready to dump cold water and assume that Kenny Galladay will stink and be a bust. And nor do I take Brian Dable's comments on Sunday as an assumption that, you know, Galladay is suddenly on the move. I think the Giants need him. They need him and Tony healthy, especially because I think if you're expecting a lot out of Wandell Robinson, other than the, you know, the force plays of which I think you're asking a lot, especially early. And who knows what Sterling Shepard is going to be. Number one, Sterling Shepard has barely been healthy. Number two, coming off that kind of injury, as we saw Lorenzo Carter a year ago, it is going to take take some time. So to me, Paul, I actually think that if the Giants are going to have a successful year and a more successful year than you, I, or anybody else expects, Kenny Galladay, along with Kadarius Toney, almost have to be the reasons why with this team becoming a 2022 NFL offense throwing the ball. I don't think there's any question that, you know, they want to be a very exciting and dynamic passing attack. To do that, you need the skyscraper in the room to play big. It's really that simple. They got enough of Smurfs between Shepard and Tony and Robinson. They got Smurfs. But the big guy in the room has to play like the big guy in the room. Yeah. He's got to be be physical versus the number one corners in the league and go up there and in the the red zone, especially can't be dropping balls like he did week one. I mean, Kenny Galladay in many drives in this season, Paul is going to be the difference between seven points and three points. And those add up to being the difference in wins and losses. I couldn't agree with you more, Sean, honestly, because we saw what Plexico Burris did for Eli Manning, how much he helped take his game to another level. Because remember, When Manning was playing with the Giants, I know Amani Toomer had some size, and I'm not belittling him in any way, but Amani did not have the catch radius that Burris had. Burris had a much larger catch radius, and when you put that weapon into Manning's arsenal, it took him to a whole nother level. I'd like to believe that if Galladay and Jones are on the same page, beginning week one against Tennessee, we will see them click. If they do, It takes this team to another level. It really does.